Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. On Monday, we dove into the differences and similarities between leaders and managers. Today, we want to talk about how to become both a better leader and also a better manager. As we mentioned on Monday, there are distinct differences between being both a leader and a manager. But ultimately, you can share the qualities of both. And if you can do that, you are enhancing your ability to create the most success around you. That's right, Kevin. Before we get into a couple of tips on how to be better at both of these roles, has there been anyone in your life that comes to mind that was a true leader, manager, or maybe even a blend of both? Absolutely, Jason. So when I got into coaching for the first time, I was fortunate enough to work with a guy named Curry Cummins and Curry had been a successful high school football coach at a different school. And he had gotten the new head coaching job at my alma mater, right. As I was getting out of college and moving back near my hometown. And I was looking for some other things to do um, that worked well with my job. And I landed a, a position coaching job on his first football staff. I did not know this guy from anywhere. I didn't know very much about him. And Jason, I got to tell you, I could not have been placed in, in a better coaching environment for a young coach to learn all the things about being a good leader. And this guy, he just made you feel every conversation that you had with him made me feel like I was doing everything right. And even when he corrected me or asked me to do things differently, he still made me feel it almost as if it was like all my idea. Right. And so he, he was such a good listener and he would look, you know, he would, he would talk to you on a one-to-one level and, and really you would, he would get into the, a little bit about the, why you're doing, Oh, why would you run the drill this way? Or why do you want to coach this position this way and you would get into telling him. And then the next thing you knew you were re-envisioning it the way that I think he wanted you to re-envision it, but it just felt like it was all your way. (laughs) Like it was all your idea. And he was just so, he was just so good at that. And he just, he had the same way with the players and you could just see the way that, that these young high school players relate it back to him. And they just want it to be better for him. And he just got everyone going in the same direction. And I thought, wow, this is what true leadership really is. And then several years later in life, I got into teaching and 
higher education and my first department chair, uh, her name was Wendy Gradwall and Wendy had a very similar management style. She was a great listener and she would listen to every idea. And I think when people get on board it with higher education, there there isn't a lot of training. There isn't a lot of onboarding. And I think everybody thinks they have the best way to, to teach a class or to do a project or to, you know, whatever. I mean, I think that's pretty common in most sure. industries. Sure. Um, but I felt this way, you know, I brought all these great ideas in and, and, you know, half of them were just totally unrealistic because of resources and, and, you know, hours in a day and all sorts of other things. But she just had this way of listening to you and making you feel like everything that you just said was the smartest thing that has ever come out of your mouth. But then also getting you to walk it back yourself and, and get the reality of the situation and then get something in place that was tangible and was a good action item that could actually be accomplished. And so again, just, you know, great listener, great, uh, and, and just had this way to, to, to make you feel like everything that you said was amazing, but what if you could just do it this other way instead, which is the way that she wanted you to do it the, the whole time, but <laughs> she just had to wait for you to come to that conclusion yourself. Right. No, it's good stuff. I mean, those are the, I mean, obviously they had a profound impact on your life, you know, and, and probably the things that you do today are modeled off of some of the things that you learned from them. And and I know that I've learned from so many great people as well, both through sports as a kid and the fire service as an adult. And, and some of these people have truly changed the tra trajectory of my life by how they've inspired me. So what are some of the qualities these folks had that made them great leaders, great managers, or both? And 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 let's dive into some of these values, Kevin, um, of which maybe our lead our our listeners can potentially learn if they're looking to be a better leader, manager, or both. And so, number one for me, I think if your desire is to be a better leader, I believe the first thing you should do is build your people up. Now, this isn't always about being fluffy and telling people what they want to hear. You do have to be real and honest with people, but you can do that in a manner that promotes positivity, optimism, and gratitude for what they are contributing. The thing most people want is a desire to know that they are making an impact or a difference with what they are doing. If you are constantly reiterating positive feedback and reinforcing good qualities, this will help build your people up. Remember, you can still tell someone they've messed up. In fact, you must tell people they've messed up, but don't focus all your effort on the negative when there is usually more positive about that person that can still be identified and reinforced. Number two, I think if you believe you want to be a great leader, you must be accountable for your own actions. You must admit fault when you screw up. The only way people will listen to you and more importantly, begin to follow you is to know you're not conceited, stuck up, and you make mistakes too. If you're, if you are calling people out on their issues, you must admit your own faults because people are smart enough to see through them. 
It only begins to push people away if you want them to be accountable, but you are not willing to do the same for yourself. And then finally, for me, I think learn your people. You must engage with your people and get to know them. Understand what makes them tick and what is important to them. If you're only worried about the work they do, but never you're, 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 you're never worried about the person themselves, they will begin to understand your priorities. The priority should always be your people as they are your biggest asset. If they believe your only priority is the TPS reports, you know where that's from, Kev? Office space. You got it, man. Uh, the, those TPS reports that you're turning in, they'll leave. You know, talk to your people, build relationships with them. Building relationships is a key component to your path as a leader. We hit this before on, on some previous episodes. People don't want to be treated as robots. They want to be treated like family. If that is what your organization touts, family, that is, make sure you are treating people like that and the results will show. What you got, man? Anything? Well, Jason, I think we could talk about this topic for another 20, 30, 40 minutes, but of course, we are pretty much out of time. We've already kept everybody on Monday for longer than expected, so we'll get out of here on this. <clears throat> so that is it for part two of Leaders vs. Managers, everybody. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Remember, we've got another spectacular interview coming up this Friday, and this individual that we are interviewing on Friday, you know, Jason started the episode by asking me about my, uh, you know, some of the great leaders in my life. And I mentioned coach Cummins and, and, uh, professor Gradwall. But the reason I didn't, uh, go back on Jason is because his, one of his big influences in his life is our interviewee on Friday. And that's, uh, one of his high school hockey coaches, Matt Tremonte. And so definitely join us on Friday to find out how uh, he made a, such a huge difference in Jason's life. And um, he's can definitely use those leadership and, and management advice lessons that are, that'll make an impact in your life as well. So make sure you come back on Friday and tune in, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and rate and review this helps get the podcast out to more people. And as always, if you are impacting or influencing one person a day, it is worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah. Yeah.